Praise God. We just arrived from India uh, two days ago. It was 108 degrees. <laughs> when I came to Red Deer, I couldn't believe my eyes. Snow all over. God has been good to us. Last Sunday, I spoke five hours. Resurrection Sunday morning service. We had great time. Church was jam-packed. Good Friday, we had six-hour service. I was traveling since February, 13 cities, taking the gospel to the unchurched and unreached people. Church, thank you for helping us every month. Every month. Yes, it was very saddening to see my girls were taken away last year. But God is so good. I said, God is so good. All the girls are back. And I have hired a teacher with masters in child psychology. She's a spitful, born again. Oh, I'm talking, sold out for Christ. So she's working with these girls. They have deep hurts. A lot of things they have come back. But I believe by October this year, they'll be completely transformed by the power of the gospel. Pray for us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm only here for six weeks. God willing, I fly back on June 11th and return January 5th just for five weeks. I have to keep my status. I cannot be too long in India to keep my Hard. So pray for us. Things are changing in the Bible college. We have 129 full-time students in the Bible college and the seminary. And this year, we will be recognized by, like you have ATS, will be recognized by ATA, which is very tough to get. But pray for us. We want to see that thing. College is running since 1962. 1,988 churches have been planted through the Bible college. So I thank God for the burden God put in my dad's heart to start the college. I took over in 1992, and people prophesied over my wife that we will not stay more than three years. Three years. I have completed 26 years in the mission field. So I don't know. Maybe they are thinking 1,000 years equivalent to one year. I don't know. Uh, but I'm not going to leave or give up. A lot of persecution is there. If you follow the news, you know. Um, churches are in big trouble. Persecution has increased. Many believers have been beaten up badly. 2020 agenda is to wipe out the name of all the churches. They're even putting the different name and flags over the church building. 
but in my town we have the favor of god nothing happened so far but anything can happen any day so we need your prayers we need your support pastor you have done it again i love pastors who want to learn and keep on learning he just finished his masters another master degree from reputable university he can go with the degree to any college all over the world and do his phd another phd another doctorate thank god he wants to learn and i'm proud to say and i have said many times from this platform very hard to find a godly man who loves the word of god and who loves to preach the word of god so thank you thank you we are good friends we share our joy and sorrow we share everything even about our children and grandchildren i had a great time friday uh rachel is not here so i can say that thing she will be here in second service i never had this experience before in my life i'm 71 i'm young i want to make it very clear i'm just 71 only i was planning to go with her actually we planned to go and have low calories ice cream for that i come every year they they open they just opened that day friday only and i was kissed by a female it never happened to me and i will not allow but before you start guessing there was her female dog <laughs> and i told rachel to keep that dog somewhere till i fly back we live in a society in a world today where we have diluted the word of god we have compromised my desire this morning is to share what god has put in my heart this morning my time was 4 o'clock your time was 3 in the morning i was seeking god what to say to the body of christ i like to speak on the topic essence of true christian life the essence of true christian life or the true value of christianity turn with me to book of philippians chapter 3 When we come to the house of God this is my desire you bring the bible or if you have in your phone but always look when the preacher is preaching in chapter 3 verse 8 to 10 I'm reading different translation here Yes everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my lord for his sake i have discarded everything else 
counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Number 10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Sharing in his death. You can see in this text five essential or five values of Christian life. Number one, knowing Christ or knowledge of God. Number two, you can see here Position in Christ. Number three. Very important for us to know. Righteousness by Christ. Number four. Fellowship with Christ. And number five. Glory like Christ. The essence of Christian life is not to have your name on the church roster or give offering to the mission or be a worker, volunteer as usher or greeter in the church. Essence of true Christian is Knowing Christ. Knowing God is everything for you and I. When world is changing, the ethical values, moral values, even biblical values, we Christian must know Christ. In this knowing Christ in this passage, you can see four aspects of knowing Christ. Number one, the person of Christ. Number two, you can see the power of Christ. Number three, the persecution of Christ. And number four, the passion of Christ. Knowing Christ. Do you know Jesus? I didn't say whether you know him as your savior. People, when people, they know him as their savior, as their provider, as their shepherd. But I'm asking you a simple question. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do not separate the person of Christ from the power of Christ. Very important. Do not separate the power of Christ 
from the persecution of Christ. Do not separate persecution of Christ from the passion of Christ. And do not separate passion of Christ from the person of Christ. We have to know Christ. Either we have to know Christ. But question comes back to you and I. Why I should know him? Why you should know him? Very simple. I have a limited time. And I'm very punctual because if I'm not punctual here, Dr. Paul Valley is coming in the fall. <laughs> and I run very tight shift. Very tight. When I say we will start at 7.55, it will not be 7.56. And if people will go over time, I know how to turn the power off. <laughs> so I'll be very careful to give. Why you and I must know Christ? Why you and I must know Christ? There are a lot of scripture and I don't have time to read. But I want to know him because he loved me. He loved me so much. While I was yet sinners, he died for me. Why I want to know him, he bore my sin. Why I want to know him, he died for you and I. I want to know him. He washed us. He saved us. He translated us. He put us in a position that we are called his children. The greatest, the highest privilege you and I have that we are called his children. I want to know him. What was there in me, in you, that he made you his children? I want to know him. I want to know him. He has accepted me in the beloved. I want to know him. He has blessed us. I want to know him. He has adopted us. I want to know him. He has delivered us. I want to know him. He has enriched you and I. I want to know him because he has forgiven us. I want to know him. Paul did walk 30 years after he had a first encounter with Jesus. 30 years. And after 30 years, he's saying, I want to know Christ. So you know, it is the essence of Christian life. I want to know. Yes, last Sunday was Resurrection Sunday, I spoke in my own church and I said, but Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. I don't serve a dead God. I don't serve a God who just hung on the cross. I serve a God who died, rose again on the third day, ascended to heaven and he's coming back. I want to know him. I just want to know him. I know once I was blind, but now I can see. I know in book of Job, powerful scripture I want, if you can open with me to Job 42. Job 42, verse 2, powerful. 
I know that you can do anything. Oh, powerful. I know you can do anything and no one can stop you. I want to know what kind of power he has that no one can stop him. I want to know him. I want to know him not only in his power, but I want to know him in person. Do you know him? Or you just talk about him? Oh, I read 10 chapters a day. It means nothing to me. Did you apply anything what you read in your own life? This word we have is to apply. Not just to memorize it. Anyone can memorize it. Anyone can speak here two, three hours without having the knowledge of Christ. But I thank God for my friend. He knows his God personally and practically. Do you have an intimacy with a person? I said, do you have an intimacy with the person of Jesus Christ? I want to love him all the time. Even if I don't receive any gift now from him, I will keep loving him, keep knowing him, because he died for me on the cross of Calvary. Knowledge of God is needed. As a knowledge of God is needed, very essential, you must know God daily. Oh, let me come here now. I said, you must know God daily. People both oh, 10 years ago when I was sleeping and God gave me the dream and in that he revealed to me good and well. But this is 2019. Have you experienced Christ when you are in difficulty? Do you know Christ in the midst of challenges? I'm not here to condemn anyone. Do you know Christ when everything is going wrong around you? Do you know him? Do you know him? If not, today is the day to make a decision. I want to know him. Bible says in Gospel of John 17, verse 3, knowing him is eternal life. Knowing Christ is eternal life. Not everlasting, but eternal life. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, knowing God will bring peace in our heart. You need peace? Just know Christ. The Prince of Peace. The God of Peace. Know him. Ephesians 1.17 Knowing God brings wisdom. We were talking you now. We had a good time coming from the airport. Yes. University, colleges, library, books can give you knowledge. But college and university cannot give you wisdom. But when you start knowing Christ progressively 
you will have wisdom from above. We need wisdom in this evil world. We need the wisdom. So we can make the right decision. Listen to me believers. We make a lot of. I have to change the word there. India, Indian culture I can use that. We make a lot of big mistakes. Because we are trusting in our knowledge. Or our experiences. Or our feelings. Nothing wrong to have feelings. Nothing wrong to have the knowledge. But time has come for believers that they will know Christ which brings wisdom. Number four, you can see in Colossians chapter 1, 9 to 10. There you will see knowing Christ, knowing God will bring spiritual growth. How long you're saved? Ten years. But you're still drinking milk. No growth. Because we are, we don't know Christ of this Bible. We are reading the Bible, but we don't know the Christ of the Bible. We must know Christ so we can grow spiritually. I can say very boldly this thing because I know Christ for more than 64 years. 64 years I know him personally, practically. And I want to know him more. I said, I want to know him more. Because ministry is expanding. It's growing like anything. When people prophesy it will die with my dad in 2000. We are growing. Listen to me. We have freedom. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 8 through 9. You will see when you have knowledge of God. You have freedom. You're not bound by culture and traditions and demonic power. Oh, you didn't get it. So let me repeat one more time. You are not bound by demonic power. If you know the Christ, if you know the power of Jesus Christ, you are not bound by demonic power. I come from third world country where we have all demonic power. Oh, everywhere. But I have learned the secret to know Christ more and more and more and more. What happens? I go to enemies' territories with boldness and courage. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast and pray here for 40 days. Listen to me. I know the power of Christ. As I know the power of Christ. I know the person of Christ. And the power I have gives me assurance. Knowledge of God will give you assurance. Psalm 73, 23, 23 to 26. You will see you and I will have assurance. Courage. Confidence. I thank God that we can know God. I say, I thank God. When philosophers are writing, you can never know God. I'm not standing here for, for defense. I'm standing here with the truth. I know him. I say, I know him personally. 
And no one can erase that thing from my heart because I know him personally. God wants to bring all this thing. That's why the Bible says in Hosea chapter 6 verse 3. Then shall we know if we follow on to Jesus. Let us press to know him. Let us press to know him. Do you know him? Do you know him? Book of Daniel chapter 11, 32 says, they that know their God shall do great things. When I see leaders all over the world, I'm coming back here in August for the World Conference in Calgary. Leaders from all over the world coming there. I have a position in the world. So they are after me. He says, you have to be there because 2022 World Conference will be in India. And I'm the host for that. So they want me to present 2022 conference. Listen to me. Listen to me. I see believers all the time who come, Pastor, you know, God has directed my way to this church. And I'm here to assist you. After 13 months, they have read a book written by someone. Listen to me. I'm not against books. But I have more than enough books with me. I have 66 books. I don't need their opinion, their ideas. I will go according to the word of God. I said, this is my guideline, my manual for Christian life. Right here, someone has read one book and then they think they know more than the pastor. They have not even paid price. They don't know what is sacrifice. I left America. My wife was in America from 1992 to 2007. 15 years we were apart. I paid a price. And God has doing some great thing. I said to my wife, Elizabeth, said, God has called us for India and I don't know why you have to come back to America with children. I don't know. But I know one thing. God never makes mistakes. And I want to declare to this church. Things are changing so rapidly. And when pastor comes, he will see another building which he has not seen. Four floors. A lot of rooms. Lot of lab. Those who know Christ or God shall do great things. Are you doing great things in your own home? Are you a real witness to your children and grandchildren? Oh, no, no. I'm 70 year old. How I can be with Ezra, who is only three years old? I enjoy. Oh, I'm done. I was holding his hand. We were walking. And I said, Ezra, what kind of ice cream you like? I like blue ice cream. <laughs> I said, can you spell? He came back home. I said, can you spell your name? He said, yeah, I can do, but I'm missing letter A. He's trying to find, you know. He got E, Z, R, but could not find A. So I turned letter V upside down. I said, put that one. He said, no. Dr. Thomas is not A. <laughs> what I'm saying is, 
I want you to do some great things in your own home. We all want to do great things in the church. Nothing wrong, we need you. But more than that, start doing some great things in your own home. Because if the homes are strong, churches will be strong. Oh, you didn't get it. If families are strong, church will be strong. When church is strong, nation will be strong. I want to know him. I said, I want to know him. I want to know the mystery of his will. Very important. Don't run 10 churches to find the will of God for your family or for your own life. When you start knowing God, you will know the mystery of his will for your family and for your children. I want to know the hope of his calling. Everyone has a calling. Don't think only pastor gets the calling. You all have a calling. But you have to know the hope of his calling. You have to know the riches of his glory. I have all the scriptures. Do you know the riches of, oh, Father, no one knows me, no one cares for me. I'm just a grasshopper maggot. I want to know him. I want to know the riches I have in Christ. Read book of Ephesians. We have all the riches in Christ. Do you know him? Do you know the greatness of his power? I know the greatness of his power. Do you know last Sunday we had miracle in our church? Healing were there. Baptism was there. Because I believe the power which resurrected Christ is in you. We have to know the greatness of his power. I said, we have to know the greatness of his power. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? Do you know the wisdom of God? Do you know the love of God? Knowing God is very essential. Question come, how you can know God? How you and I can know God? We can know God based from Psalm 19. We can know God by, from creation. We can know God by the written word of God. Number two. Number three. We can know God with the living word, Jesus Christ. And we can know him by having relationship with godly people. You can know him. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? I have a master's in zoology, animal biology. There's an animal, mammal, known as opossum. Opossum will not go into a den if he does not see the footprint coming out of the den. If he sees only footprint going in the den, a possum will never go in the den. But a possum will go into the den when he sees footprints coming out of den. Today, I want to declare to you, I know footprints going in the grave and footprints coming out of the grave. My Jesus, I know my Jesus Christ. The resurrecting power is in me. Is in you. I want to know him. Because 
I know his resurrection. I said, because I know his resurrection, my salvation is qualified. Oh, you didn't get it. I said, your salvation is qualified. No one can challenge your salvation because you know the resurrected Christ. My preaching is not in vain because I know he has been risen from dead. I know. Do you know Christ? Do you know Christ? I want to know him. There are a lot of wrong way. You can never know God. I will, I will make it very clear. You can never know God through philosophy. You can never know God by speculation. You can never know God through imagination. Through feelings, ideas, experience. Just simply, I, know, I want to make it very clear. Just simply reading the Bible, you will not know God. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to read 200 pages today. You will never know God by just reading simply. But you will know God when you pray, oh God, when I read your word, I want to know you. I don't read Bible to find a message. Oh, you didn't get it. I don't read Bible to find a sermon or a message. I read Bible to find more about God. I want to know him. I said, I want to know him. Do you know him? Last Sunday, I gave a testimony in my own church. That was a big challenge for me, which I didn't give a chance to share with Pastor Paul. Big challenge. But I told on Good Friday, I want to see the miracle before I fly to America. On Easter Sunday morning, I stood up and said, no more praying for that need. God has met that need. God has worked in the heart of someone who encroached my property and built four homes, model homes. Model homes. Just think. They know I will not take him to the court and everything. But people from my town, they say, sir, you're not going. We are going. We'll help you. My God is a good God. I know he can do anything. I said, I know he can do anything. Some of you are discouraged, disheartened. Maybe you say, well, what is going to happen in my marriage? Or what will happen to my children? How they are going to survive or thrive. Listen to me. I know my God will take care of my children. I know my God. He will take care of my grandchildren. I can say with thankful heart. I have a godly children. And I have godly grandchildren. I can preach anywhere in the world. I have a good godly wife. And good, good family. How it can happen in a third world country? Because I know Christ. If you know Christ, everything will come to the right place. Yes, we have challenges. Yes, we have difficulties. Yes, we have pain 
and I was in a boiler room today, this morning. I don't know. How many of you know we have a boiler room in the Living Stone Church? We have a boiler room. Where is that? Do you know? Answer me. That way? No. Boiler room is in pastor's office. Where men were praying for almost 45 minutes. That is the boiler room of the church. Listen to me. We know every church must have a boiler room. And pastor was praying, even last night he was praying for a lady in this church and he's proclaiming, means he's making a decree she will not die. She will live. And he read that passage again. You know why he could say that thing? Because he knew God. There's nothing shall be impossible with God. I said, there's nothing shall be impossible with God. My God is a good God. I have two and a half minutes left. I'm going to go to the point number two very fast. You must know your position in Christ. He lifted me out of the deep mighty clay and planted my feet on the solid rock. We are seated together with Jesus Christ. I know my position in Christ. Right in the book of Philippians, this is repeated 27 times. In Christ, with Christ. But in New Testament, it's more than 85 times. In Christ denotes my position. In Christ defines my privileges. In Christ describes my possession. And in Christ determines my practice. Position with Christ. Righteousness by Christ. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag. But I have righteousness from God or by God, right standing with God. And one of these days, you and I will have a glory like Christ, which is point number five, point number four, having fellowship with Christ, which is intimacy. No one tells me to get up in the morning. No board member can come and tell me every morning you have to get up and pray. But it is our routine now. Built in. Alarm clock, four o'clock, we are up praying, seeking God. Not so that my ministry will grow. No, 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 no. Not for that. So I can know him more intimately, personally. Shall we stand? My time is up. God has been so good to us. Knowing Christ. Essence of Christian life. Position in Christ. Do you know your position? I know my position. And no one can change my position. It's permanent. I said, it's permanent. It's not temporary. I'm seated together with Jesus Christ. Every eye closed. 40 seconds more. Gone actually. Father, I pray every family will become strong.
Every marriage will become strong. Financial blessing. By knowing you, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for our pastor here and the leadership. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Thank you. Amen. How important is it to really know God? How many got that sense? That's the, that's the essence of the Christian life, right? Seeking God, knowing God, hearing from God, then doing what God asks us to do. That's the blessed life. God can take care of all the other things in our lives. Will there be challenges? Of course. Why does God allow them? Strengthen us. Help us to go deeper. Help us to become a stronger person. Help us to develop more godly character. Develop deeper compassion for other people. Amen? It's not just about us. You know, I feel sorry for people who live just for themselves. It's a very shallow life. It's unhealthy life. God wants you to move beyond yourself. And I'm so glad Dr. Thomas comes to our church. I'm glad our, our church is around the world. I don't know if you know that. We're touching around the world. And, you know, as we reach out to the world around us, the cultures around us are reaching back into our lives. And that they enrich us. How many know that? And they challenge us. And when we're in Canada and there's so much affluence and prosperity, you may not realize that we're very affluent, we're very prosperous you know, we are so blessed in so many ways. But then I see a poverty in North America that's so deep. You know what it is? It's a poverty of spirit. We really lack the passion for God that we really need to have. We've met, let a lot of things slide into our lives. And I think that's what's important about going to other places and seeing when people have a lot less, sometimes their faith in God is so much deeper, so much richer. It is the truth. And sometimes we succumb to trying to please people in North America. Let's stop worrying about what people say and think. Amen? Let's be more concerned about what God says and thinks. Because we're going to all stand before him one day in eternity. That'll, that'll be the only thing that matters then, let me tell you. Who cares what North Americans think then? It means zero. So let's open our hearts to God. I'm, I'm believing that God's going to do miracles. And I am trusting God for miracles in our lives together. Amen? So let's close. I'm going to pray one more time and I'll let you go. I could just let you go, but Lord, I just thank you what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for uh, Dr. Thomas and Elizabeth and their ministry in India and we're partnering with them. I thank you what's, what's going on in Gina and uh, Josh's life. I thank you for our, our missionaries, Paul and Mary Ruth. There's so many of them that are serving. We pray for them, Father. We commit them to your grace. But even more than that, Lord, help us to be missionaries to our city who is so lost and so confused, Lord. Help us to find our knowledge of you and our power in you and our strength in you and our courage from you, Lord. Help us to go out and love people and to help them to know your goodness in the land of the living. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you leave.